Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. Episode 440. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati. It is sunshiny and hot and a beautiful summer day. I am coming to you post um, whatever last week was, the 8-8 portal, the full moon in Aquarius, light streaming into our planet. It was quite, um, quite the entry into August. And I have spoken to lots of people. Some have said, eh, it was fine. I didn't even notice. Was there something happening (laughs) astrologically? And then a lot of the people who do work like I do, very intuitive, energetic, they're like, what was that? (laughs) What happened? I felt, one of my friends was like, wow, was that (laughs) the full moon? I, I feel like we are, we're integrating we're integrating all that was available and shifting and downloading last week. I created a meditation on Sunday. It's not really a meditation. It's like an embodiment um, energy session <laughs> with me and a few other people who happened to tune in. And in that hour-long recording, which you can still access, we integrated light. We brought all of that light into the chakras and ran it through our bodies and then connected it to the earth. And I feel like that pause of time to really um, harness all the potential that was offered (laughs) available to us last week and then bring that into the body this human vehicle that we've chosen for the soul it was so sweet and like a really peaceful way to move out of what was a really intense week for many of us, maybe not for you, hopefully not for you. And also hopefully it was for you because if it was intense, that means that there's massive clearing happening (laughs) and something new is about to expand. So if you want to access that recording, I will put the link in the description. It's called Being with Viv and it was the August episode. Okay, let's move into this week. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you a story (laughs) and there's this little girl version inside of me that's like, don't tell the story. And <laughs> um, also it feels so important. Uh, when, when I was sharing in the episode about record keeping, the Speaking Our Truth episode a couple of weeks ago, and I shared about my understanding that we are all creating these podcasts and videos and offerings and all the things that we're doing that are so publicly available or accessible. I feel like we are creating records of our human journeys and mirroring what the Akashic records represents or the collective oneness of energy records (laughs) holds. It's all of these experiences that we have and how, how we receive them and integrate them into the human journey. I mean, the Akashic records and galactic records are more than just earth, (laughs) but we're going to focus on earth in this moment. But I feel like we've been creating these, um, 
recorded nuggets of our journeys for ourselves to be able to look back on and then for us to be able to share with others what we're experiencing so that it lights up in other people, matches so that they can move through their human journey with more ease and more grace. And so it feels important to, while I'm in the process of going through this story and remembering, to share it so that you can see what the process looks and feels like in me and maybe not feel so alone when you go through that in you. Because I think, um, I think that feeling of isolation and doing it alone is so much more intense and so much, uh, it creates, it creates such stress in the human journey. And I don't believe it has to be that way. I think when we, um, can do work like this in community and share what our experiences are and be heard and seen and witnessed and supported and loved through all of it, there's um, a strength and a steadiness that we experience. And it just makes the human journey that much calmer and easier and, I mean, more enjoyable, <laughs> hopefully more enjoyable. So if you're watching and um, you're already feeling some emotion bubbling, it's because this has been an emotional story and it just happened last night. And so I'm very much in it and feeling it and also um, so grateful that I have the space to be with the feelings and I have a forum, a forum, a platform that allows me to share that experience. Um, that's where we are right now. <laughs> a little lump in the throat, a little teary eyed, and also like, I just want to tell you my story. <laughs> so um, I think the other thing that is so important to also share as I begin this is when, when we're going through life and we have just random things happen, we usually just say, oh, it was some random experience or that was weird. That's the one I hear the most. That was weird. That was strange. I don't know why that happened. And yet when we can pull back the lens or look at a story, a, an experience from a little wider perspective, we can often see that all of those random weird things were little signs, little placeholders or place markers that were guiding us into some new awareness. And so that perspective of being able to look back on it, we can go, oh my gosh, like all of that was preparing me so that my mind and my soul and my body could shift into some new way of thinking or understanding what is happening. And so being able to look back, even just from this moment, I'll be able to show you these little signposts or little place markers that I didn't realize at the time were all bringing me towards this um, revelation that's been happening. So I'll give you the place markers because I think those are kind of fun first and then you'll be walking along with me. So about maybe a month ago, a little longer maybe, um, my beautiful friend who Nico who lives in Hawaii sent me a package of this um, petal water that she had infused, I think it was at the full moon, and it was a, like a little water uh, oil thing you could rub on yourself, like a fragrance. But she'd infuse it with this beautiful flower that's available to her in Hawaii that I can't access here. And so I exchanged for that and was so excited to get it. And then she sent this package with all these other things, <laughs> like all these little magical things that 
just little gifts from Hawaii. And one of them was a crystal that she and her family had been carrying around for a while. A white and black crystal, smoky quartz it was called. And so I received all of this and thanked her and loved her for it. And I put the crystal on my altar. And then almost immediately I had, I think, my July so it must have been a month ago. It was my July meditation call, the Sunday call. So I brought that crystal and I used it for the intention grid for the whole month. And so last week I just brought that crystal back down here like a few days ago. Today's Thursday. I brought it down on Monday. And so each day in my meditation I've been holding this crystal. It's a new crystal to my meditation time. I've not accessed it before. Well, my friend Nico, her daughter, two daughters are fairies they're these beautiful fairy energies and I believe that crystal was infused with their energy their love their play their delight and sent across the ocean to me here and so I've been holding this crystal for the last few days that I believe is filled with all of this play and wisdom and energy of the fairies but I didn't know that at the time <laughs> it was just this gift that I got and then another marker. Last yesterday, I had a full day of creating content and working. And so I decided, hang on a second. <laughs> I dropped my crystal, my stone that I always have with me for this call, for this podcast. So I full day decided I wanted to run out and get pizza with my husband. And so we met at the pizza place and because he was coming from work and when I walked in there was a woman sitting at the end of the bar and I recognized her I couldn't remember why and so I sat down and I ordered our food and then I was kind of looking at her like I know I know you but how do I know you and then I saw her she was talking to herself and I had this immediate memory of her doing that at the Mexican restaurant that we like to go to and the bartender and a couple people there going, she does that all the time. She like comes in and she sits there and she talks to herself and I don't really know what she's doing, but you know, it's kind of strange. And so I remember at the time thinking, wow, that is kind of strange. She's just sitting there. There's all these other people she could talk to. Why is she talking to herself? But you could tell it was a conversation. And so then I was like, she must have her headphone things in her ear and she's on a cell phone call. No, she was in a conversation with someone who wasn't there. Well, she's at the bar last night and she's doing the same thing. And part of me is fascinated. Like, I want to know what she's talking about and who she's talking to. <laughs> and the other part of me wanted to be respectful. You know, like she clearly doesn't want to sit with anybody else. She wants to sit by herself. So... It's not fair for me to intrude and go over and ask her what's going on. And so I just sat and tried to not stare and focused on, you know, hanging out with my husband. So we come home and um, I had created a playlist for our quietly listening session, which Andrea and I hosted last night. We do it every other Wednesday night. And in the playlist, I always just trust whatever music is going to be uh, an energetic support for the healing that we're going to do or the play that we're going to have. And I never know until right before. But last week I had put a song as the first song for the playlist. And when I was working on the playlist yesterday, I came back to the song again. And it's from an album called Childhood Remembered. And the, um, I know this is how I tell stories. There's so much detail. And also 
this is how I tell stories. So if you're here listening to me, the story is going to be worth it. And it's going to be that much better for all the details. <laughs> so hang in there. My husband's like, oh my God, could you shorten your stories? But I, I feel like that adds, it's like I could hear someone saying it to me like, oh my God, get to the point. <laughs> but the details matter. All the little pieces, like that's where all the beauty comes from. Like that's where the magic is. It's in all these little synchronicities that like come together in this incredible way. And when we rush through things and we gloss over all of it, we miss this. We miss the magic. And that's the point of the story. <laughs> so I'm going to keep telling you all the details of the story because <laughs> it matters. So there was this childhood album that I was listening to, I think, last week, and I placed this song, and I remember just feeling like a little swirl of joy when I heard the song. I'm like, oh, we'll open the healing session with this beautiful swirl of joy energy. And then yesterday I added a bunch of other songs, and that song kind of got moved down in the playlist to like a different energetic uh, placement. So... I lay down at nine o'clock to start um, the session with Andrea. People arriving, energies landing, and I push the playlist and I'm like, okay, and we're I'm setting the energy like I always do and bringing the grid in and you know doing my thing and totally calm and peaceful and so happy to be in that space and be playing in this way with Andrea and all of a sudden. Like when that song started, it was about three or four songs in. That song started, and I was laying down just in the moment, holding the space. And all of a sudden, it was like, um, it was like this whoosh of energy came in with all of this, like, like all this buzz, like this buzz energetically. And also, like, I could hear a buzz, like this vibrating sort of sound. And I was laying there and then <laughs> the song's playing and my heart is doing this thing. Like my heart is just having this huge expansion. And then I could hear like all these little like twinklings. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the word. This high pitched vibration. And I was just like, I knew it was like my whole body was like, oh my gosh, the fairies, the fairies are here. And then right after that was this immediate like, wait. We don't hear the fairies. We don't talk to the fairies. Fairies aren't real. We don't do this. And it was like the noise and then the cut of no. And then the noise, it was like, it just, it was like I was trying to stop the flow of the energy and I couldn't stop the flow. But my mind was putting all these phrases in place of don't do this. Don't, don't let them back in. You know what happens when they come in, you get in trouble. And I'm simultaneously feeling this huge heart expansion and also having this absolute mind, no. Like, no, don't do this. Don't. Don't. <laughs> I'm just laying there with this music and all the energy of the space that Andrea and I are holding. I'm like, what is happening? What is going on right now? What if it, my heart was so full and so happy and so delighted to have this reunion happening that my mind couldn't win. I wanted to. It was like, stay out of trouble. 
and also my heart was like, it's been too long. It's just been too long for this. Oh my goodness. A big part of me this morning was like, we're not telling this story. <laughs> and then my heart was like, we're telling this story because you're not the only one. And also, when are we all going to start talking about this kind of experience and not have it be all polished and finished, but actually talk about it as it's happening. And so here I am <laughs> telling you the story. So when I was laying there, feeling so happy, like I was crying, I was crying, but it was these tears of like relief and sadness and joy and exhaustion and <laughs> like all of it. It was like this full body cry. And part of me is going, why are you crying? What is happening? And the other part is like, oh, I have the fairies. I can hear the fairies again. And I can hear the energy. And I, I, where's this been? Like, I've missed this. I've missed this. And why did I shut this down? Because the message I was hearing from them is, we've been here all along. <laughs> we've been here the whole time. <laughs> what have you been doing? Which immediately brought the shame of, why would I, why would I have stopped this flow of love that is pouring in around me right now? It's like trying to turn off a faucet that is connected to God. <laughs> why would I... Why would I try to turn that off? And all I kept hearing in my head was, um, because they get you in trouble. They get you in trouble. Every time you listen to them, they get you in trouble. And so then my mind was flashing through being a little girl and getting in trouble. Getting in trouble. Because I would speak <laughs> my truth. <laughs> As I talked about a couple episodes ago, I would speak my truth, what I was seeing, what I was hearing, what I was feeling, what was happening around me, what I could see about the people around me, the truth I saw in them, and I got in a lot of trouble pretty often <laughs> because I would say my truth. <laughs> the other a little a beautiful story or alignment signpost is I had a session with a woman this week. Oh my goodness. And yeah, like she grew up speaking her truth and getting in trouble and to stay safe, shut down her truth for a long time. And when we had our session, like I could see all of that and I could also see she's back in her truth and she has so much to share and so much beauty and so much magic and so much light. And I could see myself in her and the courage that it takes to always speak our truth and the courage that it took as a little child when we were trying to understand truth. There's, um, there's a way that children, I know you know this, if you are ever around children or you've been a child, but you must have been a child if you're an adult now. There's no other way to adulthood but being a child. We speak our truth as children. We say what we're thinking. We say what we're feeling. We say what we see. And often we are corrected and reprimanded. And more often than not, we get in trouble because we say our truth. And 
when we have parents who allow us the space to play in that way and to be encouraged to speak truth. And we have parents who also speak truth and we're surrounded with communities who speak truth. Then truth becomes the language. It becomes the, the foundation of all communication. Our world has not uh, supported that. Our world has the history of humanity <laughs> as we've gotten smarter, <laughs> as we've you know, expanded and become attached to things like money and success and all that that brings. Lies are um, maybe at first half truths, half lies, sort of, what do we call them, white truth, white lie, white lie, call them a white lie. All of that is a way to communicate and stay accepted, um, stay included, play the games. <laughs> we just do that because we learn to do that because everyone around us is doing that. And children, especially ones who are intuitive and want to speak truth and see right through people, those children who speak their truth and get in trouble learn to play the game, learn to follow the rules because they don't want to keep getting in trouble. They learn to shut down the internal barometer of truth. They learn to push back the voices that want to help them stay in truth and be uniquely creatively awesome. <laughs> they learn to shut all that down because it's the way to stay included and it's the way to not get in trouble. And it sucks to get in trouble when you're a child. <laughs> you have no authority. So, you know, back in the day, you'd get a spanking and spankings hurt. And more than that, it's the disappointment of a parent to a child that hurts. It's the, the not believing that hurts the most. It's when you know you're speaking your truth and then like the people who you love the most <laughs> don't believe you. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> and so it's so much easier to just pretend <laughs> and play the game. And then eventually, oh my goodness, <laughs> eventually you're pretending so much. You don't remember what's true and you don't hear the voices. You don't hear the voices because you just get really good at tuning them out and telling them to hush. <laughs> Tell them to not tell you those things that are going to get you in trouble. And so you put on <laughs> the appropriate response and, you know, move through life. What's so jarring to me right now or surprising to me is that I've done, it's the same message as a couple weeks ago. I've done all this work. <laughs> I feel like I've unraveled and looked at and accessed and <laughs> done plant medicine and meditated my ass off, <laughs> done all my energy sessions, read all my books. I've done all the work. And so I couldn't believe it last night when I was laying on my floor hearing the fairies. I was like, what? <laughs> I shut you out? How did I do that? And why would I do that? And I'm so sorry I did that. 
And also, thank God you're still here and I can still hear you. And it was um, sweet. It was so sweet. And also really overwhelming and a lot confusing. <laughs> and this is the process of awakening, isn't it? It's it's just more. <laughs> more comes in. And you steady yourself in that and you move through and then more comes in and it's another layer. And I hope it never ends. <laughs> I hope that until the day I transition out of earth, I continue to be surprised and continue to remember and continue to integrate. And, and also part of me is like, there can't be any more. <laughs> How could there be more? <laughs> What's beautiful too is that I see fairies for other people. I, I communicate for fairies for other people. I have been in plant medicine journeys where I've been surrounded by fairies, surrounded by humans who are having soul awakenings with the support of the plants in fairy magic. Like I could, I could see them. I could hear what they were saying. I could translate if I needed to. Like it wasn't that the fairy realm disappeared. It's that I shut down my ability to hear my fairies, our fairies, and what are fairies, right? Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know what a fairy is. Like, what, what are you even saying about fairies? Fairies to me are light, they're consciousness, they're magical realms, they're another form of communication that maybe we believe but we just don't allow. I wrote, um, I'm in a sidebar here, I wrote a book a few years ago. I don't even remember what's time anymore. COVID just totally took time and threw it upside down. <laughs> um, I wrote a book called One Day Guy's Gifts. And that book was, well, this is the other thing I want to talk about with fairies too in a moment, is the channeling of stories. I wrote a book called One Day Guy's Gifts. And that book was a transmission, a channeling, a download of stories from my soul tribe, from the souls that I play with when I'm not here on Gaia and when I'm here on Gaia. And each of my tribe had a specific story that they were, I could hear them, that they were speaking into my head. And I received the stories in audio. I would speak them out loud into the phone and record them as I was hearing them. And then I took the recordings and transcribed them and made this book this book that a couple of people said to me, you know, is that you with like multiple personalities? <laughs> I'm like, no, I have one, one personality. It's Viv. <laughs> and she's enough. She's a lot. <laughs> I don't need any more than that. <laughs> but I can hear the stories of other souls and I share those stories. And this book was a collection of all of those stories. Chapter 12 is a story by the soul called Ula. And Ula starts the chapter by saying, you know, we need to suspend disbelief. Imagination is opening up to all possibilities. This is Walt Disney, right? Like, 
open up a whole new world and let's bring all of these mystical, magical creatures in and then you get to play with them. So come to Disney World and have this magical experience where you suspend disbelief. Children love it because that's their reality. They play in the world of imagination all the time. Adults, we've been shushed and gotten in trouble enough that we don't hear the magic, many of us. So when we go to Disney World, we're like, oh, the magic is real. <laughs> it's real. And I'm going to immerse myself in it and pay tons of money. <laughs> and it's going to be the most incredible experience. And it is. And because it's a little bubble where we suspend disbelief. So in my book, Ula describes suspending disbelief is is being able to see energy and light move and play in ways that the physical eyes don't quite see but the third eye knows to be true and the body can feel is happening and so he describes adults who remember this access that we have as children use words like elves and goblins and fairies and pixies and um, devas and you know that's the word adults would use who still have access who haven't shut that hearing and and uh, communication down he said Ula said I um, like to use the word dancing lights and dancing lights is just energy that is moving so fast in this human realm that our physical eyes can't hold it in place long enough to form it or name it. We just know it's light that is bouncing. And he describes fireflies. He said fireflies are just dancing light. They're just energy that has coalesced into this little magical spark <laughs> that we get to see at night moving around. Our scientific human minds would go, no, a firefly is a little bug with wings and it flies. <laughs> but Ula says suspend disbelief. And so he shares a story of a lifetime where he was a witch in a forest and played with all of the fairies and the magic that was in the forest and what that life was like and how it wasn't understood by the community in the village and how the community came for him well it's a her <laughs> her Ula's a him now but was a her then <laughs> but see this is the part where I'm like people are going to think you're crazy it's energy translated, and I know the truth of it. I feel the truth of it. In that year of the story, Ula was an old female witch and describes how the community came for her. And when they came, <clears throat> the way she describes it is she was standing in the forest surrounded by all of the fairies, called them all in. They all came and stood next to her, but the villagers couldn't see that. And so she was just standing there waiting for them to come in the middle of a little clearing in the forest. And here comes this whole pile of the villagers, but they're all trying to get through this little narrow area. And the first villager stopped when they saw the witch standing in the clearing waiting for them. And when the first person stopped, all the other people bump, bump, bump. <laughs> and then the first person fell to the ground. And so the witch, known as Ula, starts laughing quietly. But then it was so funny because they're all like trying to stand up and trying to. <laughs> and so Ula's laughing. And as the witch is laughing, the dancing lights, the fairies, the energy go and start playing through all of the villagers. And as they're playing through all of the villagers, they're tickling them and dancing. And 
the villagers start to laugh. And so the villagers are laughing louder, and Ool is laughing louder, and soon they're all on the floor, and they're all laughing until their stomachs hurt. And that's all they could do was laugh. <laughs> and then they got up and they hugged, and the villagers went back to the village, and Ula laid on the ground and played with the fairies. Crisis averted. That's magic. And Ula would offer that story as a true story that illustrates magic when we suspend disbelief. There's an energy in that, a transmission of energy that when I do Guys Love Festival in Denmark, we will open that energy. <laughs> For now, I'm just giving you a little nugget of beauty that was channeled in a story <laughs> to me about fairies. And I, I received the channeling. I was crying when I heard it and felt it because I could feel the power of the story. But it didn't open my hearing of my fairies, our fairies. It didn't, it didn't open that. And last night when I was laying down in the quietly listening session, trying to understand, like, why is this happening now? What I kept feeling is, because last week all this light poured into our planet because we just had the 8-8 portal and the full moon in Aquarius and you're a double Aquarius. And like, you've been clearing space in your body, in your awareness, so that this activation could happen, this remembering could happen. And if I'm going through that, I'm sure lots of people are going through that. And we can feel crazy. We can feel like, what? <laughs> I don't want to be like the woman who sits at the bar and, and people think she's strange, right? Even though I am that woman, <laughs> I do that. I don't do it in a bar yet, but I do sit and speak and communicate out loud with my guides. I hear them. I feel what they're saying to me. And it's as real as a human being. And if I'm feeling that, I know others are feeling that. And so can we start to normalize that we're hearing our fairies and we're hearing our guides and we're hearing our angels and thank God they're all still around. <laughs> thank God they never left because me as the human, I'm a shit show. <laughs> I'm a hot mess. I feel like I got some things figured out and then wham, <laughs> in comes some more energy and I'm like, you don't know anything. <laughs> and it takes, it takes a steady practice for me to sit day after day with my guides, with my soul, with consciousness, with source, and steady. Because that's how fast things are changing on our planet. I've talked about this in Purple Tranquility. I believe in the evolution of a soul. Purple is mastery. Purple is the final phase of the journey. And I believe our planet has evolved to purple. So she's in the final phase of whatever it is she's here to hold space for. So I think she's kind of done with like messing around. <laughs> I think she's moving towards bliss, love, and unity for all of us. And that takes some really clear guides and humans to translate the message. So here I am, <laughs> messy human, crying, snotting, <laughs> laughing, so delighted 
that I can hear our fairies. And yeah, maybe they're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> could be, could be. I'm willing to take that risk again and, and see what happens. The storytelling, when, when I was growing up, I, I've always been a reader. I loved reading and reading to me because we didn't have videos and iPhones and YouTube and <laughs> all the things that, you know, current children have at their fingertips. I had books and coloring books and Barbie dolls and dress up dolls and <laughs> all those kinds of things. Books took me into other places. Books were the bridge. It's where imagination could play and I could suspend disbelief. I could put my nose in a book for hours and go into another whole reality, another timeline. I could feel, feel other experiences while I was sitting in this human child that needed to grow up and become an adult. And <laughs> Sometimes when you're a kid, it's like, oh, my God, when will I be old enough to <laughs> whatever the next thing is you want to be able to do that you can't do yet because you're still a child. <laughs> and so stories took me out of that. They let me play in other realms. And I, I don't know if this is true for all children. For me, I remember wanting to be magical, wanting to be the fairy and the elf and the goblin and... I mean, I do believe it's true of many children. That's what Harry Potter accessed, right? But I digress for a second. So stories, books were how I would access that imaginative play and remember other times and places and realms besides just this one human life that I was often, it felt like I was stuck in. <laughs> I'm stuck here, <laughs> stuck here with these crazy people <laughs> who I love so much. I know I'm picking them because I want to be with them, but oh my God, sometimes they're so crazy. <laughs> We're all so crazy. The whole world is crazy. And this is back in the 1970s where the world was really not that crazy, <laughs> at least not from a child perspective. <laughs> there is an author named Enid Blyton, and thank God my parents bought me books. She would write all these little short stories, and I knew when I read them, they were true, that she, she, she did what I now do, which is you hear the story, it's transmissioned, <laughs> downloaded, channeled into your third eye, down to your throat, and then I guess in the olden days, threw the hands into the typewriter, and she would type what she was hearing. And I knew that. I knew she was telling stories that were real. And she was playing in the realms that the adults and people around me didn't believe in. But she was telling the stories that helped me stay alive and stay in contact with these fairies that were talking to me. Even though they got me in trouble. But that happened in the stories too. <laughs> the kids always got in trouble. <laughs> which made me feel so much better. It was like it wasn't just happening to me. It was happening to them in the stories too, which made it even more real. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to get in so much trouble. And I must have made my parents' lives so challenging <laughs> because there's nothing more embarrassing to a parent than when your child <laughs> speaks her truth, especially to a stranger or to someone who doesn't believe in magic, <laughs> doesn't want to hear about magic anymore. 
So I read a lot of all of these little fairy stories. And then when I got a little older and I stopped believing in fairies and listening to fairies, I would read romances. And when I got older than that, I and I was thinking about this last night when I was laying in bed. I couldn't sleep much last night with all of this shifting. It's like, you know, the stories that I read, the love stories, it was always royalty because my mom is British, well, South African, but British heritage. And so it was always some royal duke or earl or something, count something, and this poor damsel in distress. And the rich guy would always save the poor damsel. <laughs> I was, which at the time felt like magic. And now I'm thinking, oh my God, <laughs> what was that shit? What was that shit? So then I moved into, there is a point to all this. Then I moved into stories about um, time travel. My sister introduced me to them because, you know, I think she knows about time travel. (laughs) And she would, we would read these books and they were usually set in like Scotland and Ireland and all these places that um, had keeps, you know, uh, castles with like, Lots of people lived in the community of the castle, and then the castle would war with the other castles. And, but the way that the details were described, and usually some woman, or usually the woman, would like land in, she would be in current time, she'd land in a day gone by, and she'd be in the 1100s or something in this keep, and everyone's like, where'd you come from? You're a witch. And <laughs> like these stories. But the details, the details in the stories, about life in that keep, in that castle, the details were extraordinary. Pages and pages and pages and pages. I would read five, six hundred page books and the the specific detail. And I don't know when I started to realize that it was probably when I started to channel books. I'm like, every one of those authors was channeling a story from either a person who had lived there or from their soul that had had that experience. There's no way they could access that much detail unless they had actually been there or had someone there telling them, (laughs) which blew the whole lid on time travel stories for me. I'm like, oh, they're all true. (laughs) They're all true. Who knew? And now we have Marvel and we have Harry Potter. I absolutely believe Harry Potter exists somewhere, 100%, and that Hogwarts is a real experience energetically, spiritually, I don't know, it exists somewhere because the details come from imagination and you suspend disbelief in imagination and you create worlds and no discredit to J.K. Rowling. I think she's absolutely phenomenally incredible and the courage it took to write those books and share them. But yeah, like they're coming from some realm to her awareness and she's got the magic belief to bring it into form so here we are (laughs) with me sharing the story as I'm in the process still receiving the download going fairies I haven't been hearing the fairies how is that possible I don't I didn't even know that I was tuning them out but I was clearly because now I'm not and I realize I was And so I don't know what your match is to this if you're still watching this video (laughs) with all of my rambling stories, but there's a match and maybe the match is simply preparation so that when a realm 
opens up to you and your mind is like, no, 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 no. Remember that realm got you in trouble. That thing you did when you listened to those blah, blah, blahs, like didn't work out so hot. You don't want to do that again. Perhaps you'll, you'll feel what I'm feeling right now, that maybe, maybe there's magic waiting. Maybe if you suspend disbelief and allow your imagination to become a sensory experience, you hear, you see, you feel, maybe you smell or you taste, but something shifts inside of you. Maybe it's something beautiful. Maybe it's something that you didn't realize you missed until now you know that it was gone and thank God it's back. <laughs> and also who knows what it means? I don't know. Are the fairies going to talk to me? I hope, but I don't know. <laughs> I just know I'm really happy that I'm not blocking them out anymore. And they might get me in trouble again. <laughs> I tell you what I'm going to do is pull out my Enid Blyton books and go back and listen to those. I had this awareness last night too. Um, there's a beautiful creator of magic, my friend April 8, who lives here in Cincinnati. <laughs> there's another sign, right? I meet April 8, who talks about all of these things in real life and has a podcast about them, and I haven't listened to her podcast. Hello? <laughs> Guess what I'm going to be doing? listening to some April 8 magic. I've recommended her to so many people with children and also clearly I needed to take my own advice. So maybe start there. Maybe, maybe it's not the fairies that you've been blocking. Maybe it's the angels or I don't know. Maybe it's the goblins. <laughs> Those troublemakers. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, just Harry Potter. Harry Potter normalized all of that. And yet, us as adults, we still have tried to push it away. We would do well to listen to our children and honor the messages that they give us. All right, that's plenty for today. I'm going to go blow my nose and get some work done as a grown-up. <laughs> and then today, I'm going to my friend's house and we're going to complete the Infinite Embodiment Pathways Class 3, IEP 03, which I feel like this access to the fairies is one final little gift from the time that we've been spending together for the last three months. So I just want to say thank you to my beautiful friends, clients, playmates in IEP 03 for this journey that we have taken. It has been such an honor. All right, <clears throat> if you need some guidance with all the light, there's a meditation link I'll put below for you. And I'll put the song that accessed, that opened the access to all this, I'll put the link to that song also in the description. It's, um, it's just a magical little song. You may really enjoy it. All right, have a beautiful weekend. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in Awakening the Guides, an eight-week online self-guided journey of remembering why you chose to come play here in Gaia. 
You can learn more at viviangerard.com under I Am Creativity. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.